This is Starforged Tabula Rasa, written and performed by Redstone Archander. Based on the game by Sean Tompkin. Hello, my name is Redstone Archender, and this is Session Zero of my solo campaign slash actual play podcast, or maybe it'll just be fiction, still figuring this out, the whatever it is, it's the experiment known as Starforged Tabula Rasa. This podcast is documenting my journey through a solo campaign of Iron Sworn Starforged, a game by Sean Tompkin, uh, which is being kickstarted at the moment. I don't know if this will get out before the Kickstarter is over. Just to tell you a little bit about the game. So back in like 2018, 2019, I found it in 2019. There's a game called Iron Sworn, which Sean Tompkin gives away the core book, the PDF for free on his website. And it is a powered by the apocalypse game, which means the core mechanics of the game are moves where you try to do an action and then you roll some dice and see if you succeed, if you get a, a strong hit, a weak hit or a fail. We'll get to the mechanics later for this game, for this campaign. I, I have the idea. I, I've had the idea for a while of playing a character who wakes up and they don't know anything about their identity they don't know their name they don't know what they've been doing they they're they're a blank slate a tabula rasa thus the name yeah super big stretch there uh so i back starforged on the kickstarter and along with that came this preview edition of the game with basically the first three chapters, launching your campaign, making characters, and all the the oracle tables that make it possible to play solo. And part of the oracle tables was a background that if if you're having trouble coming up with a background, you roll here and and here are some options. One of them was, you don't remember your past. And then it clicked like, oh, here we go. This is perfect. Here's a game that because of the oracle tables that, that, there have it, it it's a procedure that will give you a world you don't need an arbiter unlike dungeons and dragons that have a traditional someone who is interpreting the rules and actually like creating and controlling the world around you minus the player's actions there there are all these tables these random tables that will help you come up with different ideas of what's happening uh, it replaces a gm basically and one of the tables had this and this background. And then I realized I could play a game where I don't know the character's background. I don't know anything about them. I just do the setup and we just play to find out what happens. And Iron Sworn Starforged, it's the perfect game for this. If, if you've never played Iron Sworn or, yeah, if you've never played Iron Sworn or Iron Sworn Starforged, there's basically a few main parts of a character, which are their, their five main stats. And then they have three assets. The thing that popped up for me was the idea. So one of the, the assets is a symbiote companion. So it's uh, another being is infused with your own and it has its own little stat for a health bar and it does different effects. And I liked the idea, the core idea that man wakes up with this embedded in him and it 
has wiped his memory because it's rewired his brain in a certain way and it's given him certain new abilities, but at the cost of this loss of memory and some changing of possibly his personality. So I don't have fun with that. So that is definitely one asset that he's getting. He gets three. uh, And according to the book, you're supposed to start off with two paths, which uh, since I've already picked a companion as my third, so I need to do the two paths and i basically just shuffled the ones together that i thought sounded appropriate for this thing possibly you know messing with his brain but just all of them uh which was quite a few and i pulled out randomly the seer and the navigator paths so that is the 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 three assets so we're using d10s and a d6 for this game a lot so uh since there are five stats there's edge heart iron shadow and wits So you've got edge, which is your quickness, your agility, and your prowess when fighting at a distance. You've got heart, which is your courage, your willpower, your empathy, your sociability, and your loyalty. Iron, which is your physical strength, uh, endurance, aggressiveness, and prowess when fighting uh, in close quarters. You've got shadow, which is your sneakiness, your deceptiveness, and your cunning. And wits, which is expertise, knowledge, and observation. So what I did was, uh, since we're using D10s and D6s, uh, I just went, well, Edge will be 1 to 2, Heart will be 3 to 4, Iron 5 to 6, Shadow 7 to 8, and Wits 9 to 10. Rolled a 9, so Wits is going to be my highest stat. So the way this works is you give one stat a 3, the other two a 2, the other two a 1. Um, so Wits is going to be our highest and then I just hold, actually, um, then honestly, I don't remember how I got the other two. But the stat block currently is edge is one, hard is one, iron is two, shadow is two, and wits is three. And we'll get into what those are and how they work as we play. But now that we actually have uh, the character, uh, I'm going to uh, start creating the world i only started realizing i wanted to record this after i made the character sorry so one of the things that i found was super cool about iron sworn which was carried over into star forged is there are a bunch of basic assumptions about the world but then there's a whole bunch of customizability of it like ways to hack it you can create your own lore this shows up in in a section called choose your truths it's on page 71 of the preview book uh, if if you if you kickstart it, you get that uh, immediately. But I'm going to read off some of this just because I, I think it's that much of a spoiler. I think it's, if anything, just setting the background. This is a perilous future. Two centuries ago, your people fled a cataclysm and settled a distant galaxy that they called the Forge. This is a chaotic place full of dangers and mysteries. It is a lonely future, with some possible exceptions, which you'll identify as part of your own truths. Humans are the only known intelligent life in this galaxy. Others once lived here, but only mysterious and perilous vaults remain to mark their legacy. This is a diverse future. There is a vibrant mix of people and cultures among the humans of the Forge. This is a far-flung future. Settlements lie scattered and often isolated from one another. Your starship can travel at faster-than-life speeds, But it's ponderously slow at cosmic scale. This is an unexplored future. Discoveries await. Even in settled regions, much of the forge is unknown and uncharted. 
This is a wondrous future. The Forge is a galaxy of ancient mysteries, spacefaring creatures, startling phenomena, and other marvels. This is a retro future. Envision the technology you wield as only slightly advanced over today's real-world technologies, or even a step back in some ways. This is a scavenged future. It's decaying, gritty, and used. Resources are scarce, and the people of the Forge cobble together what they can. This is an unjust future. Within the Forge, those in power hoard resources, control technologies, and impose their will on others through force or cunning. Life can be harsh for those who lack influence. This is a hopeful future. Despite these challenges, hope remains. Your sworn vows are a manifestation of that hope. Now we're going to go through, and there's a bunch of different categories here. 14 categories and uh, some subcategories in them. And I'm just going to roll for uh, what our truths are. So we get on Cataclysm, everything fell apart in an age of chaos. Uprisings flared like wildfire. Governments were toppled. Trade ceased. Old enemies waged new wars and allies turned on one another. On the brink of total collapse, we assembled our fleet and traveled to the forge. A new home, a fresh start, a crisis. The crisis was sparked by, and there's a sub-table here, the loss of key resources. Exodus. A ragtag fleet of ships propelled at tremendous speeds by experimental FTL drives carried our ancestors to the forge. But the technology that powered the ships is said to be the source of the sundering, a fracturing of reality which plagues us here today. And actually, I have to say, I like I like that. But because this is my world, I like the idea that maybe it was a ragtag, ragtag fleet of ships, but there was like one core... One ship that got everybody to the forge. So if something caused the sundering, I think maybe it was some um, uh, experimental technology and then like it exploded when they got there. And that, so maybe, and that they, they definitely blame the sundering on it. Whether or not that's true, whether or not the sundering was caused by the ship or whatever was at the forge caused the ship to explode. I think that's yet to be seen. But I think that's so. Yeah. So it was a group of people got together. They got all their resources, all that they could. Experimental engine. Yeah. Get there. All right. The experimental drives by the Exodus fleet are forbidden, but the damage is done. The sundering spreads across our reality like cracks on the surface of an icy pond. Those fissures release even more perilous realities upon our own. Did we flee one cataclysm only to inadvertently create another? Then next is communities, and that is a 87. We have made our mark in this galaxy, but energy storms we call balefires threaten to undo that progress, leaving our communities isolated and vulnerable. Starships navigate along bustling trade routes between settlements. We've built burgeoning outposts on the fringes of known sectors, and bold spacers chart new paths into unexplored domains. But this hard-earned success is threatened by chaotic bale fires, intense energy anomalies which cut off trade routes and threaten entire planets. Iron. And we roll uh, four. <laughs> Iron vows are sworn upon the, rem the remnants of the ships that carried our people to the forge. Ooh, actually, I'm going to have to go with on pieces of the exploded tunneling ship. I think that is one of the, those are the holy relics. Uh, and they're probably like these charred pieces of metal. They probably, you know, people scoured that, that whole sector for them. Yeah, I think that's, it's totally on that. There's more stuff here, but 
no, I think that's it. That is, yeah. Some people swear. So in general, I think people swear swear upon like metal and like an, a piece of iron symbolically when they're making like a promise as a symbol of pieces of the Exodus ship. But a high honor to either find some of this metal and definitely if you are somebody... I know there's like some special groups later maybe i don't know i i think it'll be but if you have a piece of this metal that's important on its own we'll get into the game mechanics again later but uh, a big driver of this game are these iron vows that some individuals take uh, where they will succeed basically at any cost to make these things happen so they, they take them very seriously our next thing is laws and we got a 58 that is laws and governance vary across subtle domains, but bounty hunters are given wide latitude to pursue their contracts. Their authority is almost universally recognized and supersedes local laws. Through tradition and influence, the powerful Hunters Guild is given free reign to track and capture fugitives in most settled places. Only the foolish stand between a determined bounty hunter and their target. Ooh. I think the bounty hunters probably are one of the groups that have the bits of the Exodus fleet. So they have that. That helps signify who they are. They take their vows incredibly serious. Yeah. Uh, so next is religion. That is a 22. Ooh. Our gods failed us. We left them behind. The Exodus was a tipping point. The gods offer no help to the billions who died in the cataclysm. And spirituality has little meaning in the forge. Now most see religion as a useless relic of our past. But the search for meaning continues, and many are all too winning, all too willing to follow a charismatic leader who claims to offer a better way. And then 17 for magic. Well, I'm just rolling low on some of these. Uh, magic does not exist. Some look to superstition and age-old traditions for comfort in this unforgiving galaxy. But that is foolishness. What some call magic is simply a product of technologies or natural forces we aren't yet equipped to understand. Uh, communication and data. 19. Okay, um, much was lost when we came to the forge. It is a dark age. The knowledge that remains is a commodity as valuable as the rarest resource. Information is collected, hoarded, and jealously guarded. Ships and outposts endure per prolonged periods of isolation, and rumors or disinformation are used to gain advantage or undermine foes. Okay. And for medicine, I roll... It's an eight. Yes, still going super low. Our advanced medical technologies and expertise were lost during the Exodus. Healers are rare and ill-equipped. Untold numbers have succumbed to sickness, injury, and disease. Those who survive often bear the scars of a hard and dangerous life in the forge. Ooh, alrighty. And we have artificial intelligence, 31. That is, we no longer have access to advanced computer systems. Instead, we must rely on the specialists we call adepts. Our computers are limited to simple digital systems and the most basic machine intelligence. This is because... And roll another one. Two! The energies of the forge corrupt advanced systems. Okay, so sounds like we had AI. Occasionally people probably have AI. 
but yeah, it's trying to go through the forge, those bale fires screw them up, probably traveling through the drifts, screw them up. Cool. So the adepts serve in place of those advanced systems. They utilize mind-altering drugs to see the universe as a dazzling lattice of data, identifying trends and predicting outcomes with uncanny accuracy. But to gain this insight, they must sacrifice much of themselves. Ooh, that's kind of evocative. Especially the giving up much of themselves. I wonder... And so this is... I wonder if this has... The drugs they use in this symbiote that has erased this guy's memory. I wonder if they have anything in common. I wonder if there's any connection there. I don't know yet. We're literally in the truth section and already a bit of the story is possibly coming out. That is amazing. Alrighty. Uh, so our next one is war. And <laughs> we have a 17. Here in the forge, resources are too precious to support organized fighting forces or advanced weaponry. Weapons are simple and cheap. Starships are often cobbled together from salvage. Most communities rely on ragtag bands of poorly equipped conscripts or volunteers to defend their holdings, and raiders prowl the forge in search of easy prey. Alrighty. Life forms. A 98. So we just swing wildly back the other direction. Life in the forge was seeded and engineered by the Essentia, ancient entities who enact their inscrutable will in this galaxy. The Essentia are the architects of life within the Forge. These omniscient beings are rarely encountered and have powers and purpose beyond our comprehension. Some worship them. Others resist or rebel against them. But trying to defy the will of the Essentia is, is like standing at the shore of an ocean to thwart the tide. They are inevitable. Interesting. Then we have uh, the Precursors. 38. So another... Oh, no, that's actually the middle one. The Ascendancy, an advanced spacefaring empire, once ruled over the entirety of the Forge. Vaults of inscrutable purpose are all that remain to mark the Ascendancy's legacy, but those places are untethered from our own reality. Ascendancy vaults can appear spontaneously, washed up, like floatsome in the tides of time, their gravity and atmospheres pay no, no heed to natural laws. Some are corrupted and ruined, others are unmarred and intact. Some are both at once. They are chaos. Oh, that is creepy! Oh, that is cool. So we actually have a dead spacefaring race, and then we have the Essentia, which are kind of almost godlike beings that have created other life all throughout. I bet you that life is non-sentient as we understand it. Stuff to find out. Stuff to find out. Oh, last but not least, horrors. 65. Most insist that the horrors aren't real. Spacers know the truth. When you travel the depths of the forge, be wary. Death is not always the end to our suffering. Some say we are cursed by those who did not survive the cataclysm. And the veil between life and death is forever weakened. Supernatural occurrences and entities are especially common near, near a white dwarf star. These stellar objects, which spacers call ghost lights, are the decaying remnants of a dead star. Ooh, alrighty. And that is our truths for this game. So now you know everything I know about the game, or uh, uh, 
the campaign so far. You've got the character. You've got the world built. And we're just going to play to find out. Uh, so hopefully you'll stick around. Basic son. To learn what happens, keep listening. This show is brought to you ad-free by Privilege. No ads, no Patreon, just a cishet white man with disposable income and time. It is performed, edited, and all that good stuff by Redstone Archender. The story is powered by the game Ironsworn Starforged by Sean Tompkin. Outro by Glitter Snitchel, channeling the spirits. This has been a Sofa King Cool production. On the Kickstarter, this is a diverse. This is a scavenged. A scavenged. This is a scavenged.